Hello and welcome to bonus episode number 54 of the Culips English podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have to say, I'm proud of you for clicking play on this episode. You've got so many options about how you can choose to spend your time, but you decided to hang out here with me and take some steps toward improving your English fluency. And I just think that's really impressive. So job well done. There's a free interactive transcript for this bonus episode on our website, culips.com. And I think of the transcript kind of as like your secret weapon that can help you to maximize your understanding and comprehension of what you hear here today. On top of that, the transcript is helpful for building your vocabulary or shadowing or really many other study techniques. And best of all, it's free, right? So make sure you check it out by visiting our website or by just clicking the link in the description for this episode. Today, we have something a little different on the agenda. We're taking a slight detour from our regular programming with an interview. And not just any interview, but an interview with a fellow English podcaster and fellow language lover. Recently, I had a fascinating conversation with Alistair Budge, the host of English Learning for Curious Minds. And you'll get to listen to that interview here today. Alistair and I talked about his life in Malta, his podcast, and a special project he's been working on recently, an audio drama for English language learners called Pioneers of the Continuum. And in fact, yours truly, me, <laughs> I had the chance to play a small, tiny role in it. We'll listen to the interview in just a second, but before we do, I want to play the Pioneers of the Continuum trailer for you. I think it will help set the stage for the conversation that I had with Alistair and put everything into context for you. So let's listen to the trailer now, and then we'll jump right into the interview. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Launching on May the 23rd, Pioneers of the Continuum, a time-traveling story for English learners, featuring your favorite English language podcasters. I was traveling back 100 years to 1939. My mission? I was going to kill Adolf Hitler. When he heard me refer to Caesar in this way, Valerius spun around and held his gladius to my throat his face a matter of centimeters away from me. Oh, I said, like jigsaw puzzle pieces locking into place, a picture began to form. I shouldn't have come here. I shouldn't have meddled. I'm not sure if she liked my smell, deodorant and aftershave, but she certainly smelled like someone who hadn't spent much time in the shower. I found myself in a cold and damp warehouse, exactly as planned. I was in the men's toilets, also as planned. I knew that it would be empty in the middle of a suffragette's meeting. What are you doing in there with my goats? I, uh, I think I had a little bit too much wine and must have fallen asleep. Will the future be a utopia? A perfect world where people live in peace and harmony? Or a dystopia? A broken, destroyed world where humans live in misery? 
Alistair, welcome to the QLips English podcast. It's so great to have you here. Amazing to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Andrew. Yeah, no problem. So, Alistair, I thought we could start just with you telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what's your story, that kind of thing. So, my name is Alistair. I am from the UK originally.、Um, from kind of all over in the UK, I moved around quite a lot when when I was younger, but have lived for most of my life in London. However, I have been living. In the small country of Malta for the past six years,、um, Malta、uh, is a very small place, so I, I wouldn't blame your listeners if they didn't know too much about it. But it is a, a tiny rock in the middle of the Mediterranean. If you think of Italy like a、um, a leg kicking a ball, the ball being Sicily, and then just keep on going down from Sicily about a hundred kilometers, and you hit this tiny little. Island called Malta, and that is where I've been living for the past six years. That's really interesting. What is the population of Malta? You you said it was a small place. I'm imagining that there aren't too many. What is the word I use? How do you describe somebody from Malta? Is it Malshin? Like what's the what's the word that you use?、Uh, Maltese. Maltese. Okay, there's probably、yeah. not too many Maltese. What's the population of the place? It's a very small place. It's three hundred and sixteen kilometers squared, I think, but their population is around five hundred thousand people. So it's actually one of the most densely populated countries in in Europe. Okay. It's very. <laughs> there's a lot of people. You could come here, and lots of people expect there to be, I don't know, goats and beaches and、uh, and nobody here. But it's it's very developed. Wow, that's really interesting. So, what brought you to Malta in the first place? So it's actually my my wife.、Oh, okay. um, she was offered a job at the university here,、mm-hmm. and、um, it was meant to be for one year. So we moved here not knowing anything about Malta. Neither of us knew anything at all about Malta. We didn't even really know where it was, and we'd never been here. But we thought, well, Mediterranean island, one year, what can go wrong? And、mm-hmm. yeah, the six years later, we're still here. Have two two little Maltese babies, and、uh, yeah, it's sort of temporary home, I guess. That's amazing. And what language is spoken on the island? It's Italian or Maltese? I'm not sure. I, you have to、uh, please forgive my ignorance. I knew just as much as you did before I moved here, so <laughs>、uh, I was very confused as well. But there are two official languages of Malta. Okay, there is Maltese, which is a, a Semitic language. It sounds. A little bit like Arabic. Wow, interesting. And there's also English because Malta was a、um, a British crown colony for 150 years, so it was kind of、uh, governed by by、um, the UK.、Hmm. So the the Brits left behind English as an official language, and that's why it's very easy for a British person like me to exist in Malta because you don't really need to. Need to learn any other languages.、Um, English is a perfectly acceptable language that's spoken everywhere. Lots of people don't even sp- speak Maltese, so it's、uh, yeah, it's a good place to be if you speak English, and also if you want to learn English. Maybe I'm gonna have to visit. You're doing a great job at selling it. Sounds like a lovely place. And you said yeah, people go to Malta to study English as well. Are there many language schools there, or opportunities for people to learn English? Yes, it's one of the it's one of the biggest、um, industries on the island. I think it's about ten percent of the、um, GDP, something like that, is made up of language students. So there there are lots of English schools.、Um, it could be a great place for people 
to to get an immersion English experience, especially people who are you know looking for a slightly smaller place than London or New York or Toronto, those kind of large cities. Hmm. Um, also, people who are looking for a let's say a, a Mediterranean type climate rather than the the rainy <laughs> the rainy days of London, um, and it's a little bit little bit more affordable as well. So there's lots and lots of people who come from all over the world, lots of people, especially from you know, Korea and Japan and South America. So it can be wow. a very international international place. That's amazing. And the cost of living is what? You said it was like a little bit more affordable than London. Is it an expensive place or what's it like in that regard? I think 10, 15 years ago, it was um, it was significantly cheaper. Mm. Now, as with as with everything, things have got a little bit more expensive. But when someone from you know, Japan or Korea or Colombia might be considering the different options, especially if they were going for I don't know three or six months or something like that, then in general the tuition costs are a little bit lower in Malta than they are in in, in these larger cities, and of mm -hmm. course the, the cost of living is is lower as well. Very cool. Okay. Well, listeners, something to keep in mind if you're thinking about studying English abroad, maybe put Malta into your Google search bar and give it a search and see if it could be a good fit for you. Thank you for sharing that information with us, Alistair. And speaking of learning English, you and I have something in common in that we are both podcasters and we recently also have collaborated on a project. And in fact, that's why we're here. That's why we're talking today is to kind of promote and introduce this project to our listeners. But before we get to that, why don't we talk about your podcast? So could you tell us about the podcasting side of your life? Sure. So I am the, I guess, the, the writer, producer and um, host of a podcast called English Learning for Curious Minds. I started it about three and a half years ago in December of 2019. We make two episodes a week on all sorts of kind of weird and wonderful subjects. The, the idea is that there's a, um, a, a historical figure or a period of history, an idea, um, something going on, on in the world that listeners might be interested in learning more about. And that it's a scripted episode. They're between 15 to 20 minutes long, uh, aimed at kind of intermediate to advanced learners. So yeah, I've been doing that for three and a half years. We're about 380 episodes in or something like that. So been going for quite a while, uh, not not as many as you, um, but <laughs> it's pretty good though. That's quite a few. It's uh yeah. When I now listen back to the first ones, I'm kind of embarrassed because you know, I was just getting started. Now I, I feel like they sound a little bit better. Um, but yes, so that's the that's the, my main podcast, English Learning for Curious Minds. You're braver than I am because I fear to go back and listen to my old Qlips episodes. I don't think I ever want to do that. So if you go back and listen to your old content, wow, I have a lot of respect <laughs> for you. <laughs> I, I try to avoid it, but occasionally I've had to. Okay. Could you tell us about some of the topics that you cover? Because there are just like a really wide variety of interesting topics. And especially I think people who are into history or into ideas, philosophy, these kinds of more advanced topics would really love your podcast. So what kind of topics do you cover exactly? Sure. So a lot of it is based on the, you know, the lives of 
historical figures or authors, people like that, um, stories of companies. So for example, I did a, a mini series recently on um, kind of misunderstood women through history, hmm. where we took looked at um, Anne Boleyn, who was the, mm -hmm. the, the unfortunate queen um, who got her head chopped off by her husband, Henry VIII, um, Elizabeth I, and then um, uh, uh, Catherine, um, the Russian Empress. We looked at the life of Walt Disney, Elvis Presley. I've just done one on the paradoxes of Zeno. So there's, there's a lot of um, kind of interesting content. People often ask me how I decide what to, what to cover, what subjects to, uh, to choose. And really, I just find things that I am interested in. People who have interesting lives, interesting perspectives, then try to research it and talk to people about that person in a fun and interesting way um, and condense what is often quite a difficult topic to, to understand, condense it into a kind of 20 minute interesting and accessible episode. Nice. And I wanted to ask you about how long it takes you to prepare one episode, because I imagine that you're doing a lot of research and time spent writing and producing the episode. You know, one of the nice things about Culips is although we do have to do some research and some prep before recording, we kind of just hit record and whatever comes out of our mouths is what we include in the podcast. But yours is a little bit different. And I think you probably have to put a lot of hard work in to produce one episode. So I was curious, like for one 20 minute episode, how many hours are you usually spending getting ready for it? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, um, it, it can take up to kind of 10, 12 hours in total, I think. But I... I sometimes cheat because there's, you know, there are books I'm reading anyway, and I think, okay, I'll just, I'll, I'll kind of, <laughs> I'll, I'll take this and and um, take some of the best ideas and package it up into a podcast episode mm -hmm. or documentaries that I wanted to watch anyway that I will use as as basis for research. So it takes a lot of time. I now have um, a, a wonderful lady who helps me with research called Natalie. So there, luckily, I'm not doing everything all on my own anymore but it can take quite a while. And I, I think with um, trying to make something short is often just as hard as trying to make something that is, that is long because you're trying to condense the, the most interesting parts of a story. Um, you're trying to kind of pick the most relevant bits um, and tell a fun and engaging story at the same time as not missing out any kind of crucial details. So I've, I've realized I've got a lot better at trying to actually create these things because you're always striking a balance between kind of just telling telling the facts um, and making it somewhat dramatic and engaging to listen with. So I, I think I've got a bit, bit better at um, striking that balance, but there's still, yeah, <laughs> I'm still learning. No, I think you're doing a great job. And I imagine that it would give you a nice excuse to kind of read more books and check out documentaries and stuff, right? If you're like always kind of looking around for new ideas, that could be a nice yeah, excuse to spend some time in front of the TV <laughs> or something like that. Certainly. I, th I feel like this is just my life is now, um, or rather the podcast is an excuse for me to be doing things that I'd want to do anyway. And just all I have to do now is just kind of package them up and share share these, these ideas with, with the listeners. So... We'll move on to our project that we've been working on together 
called Pioneers of the Continuum here in just a moment. But maybe before we move on from your podcast, we should tell our listeners where they can find it. So how can they check it out for themselves? Sure. So the the name of the podcast is English Learning for Curious Minds. And you just open up your podcast app and type English Learning for Curious Minds. You should find it there. All right. Excellent. Let's talk now about Pioneers of the Continuum, which is your brainchild and I think a really interesting and exciting project that you've been working on to gather podcasters from the English language learning community. And we're all like working together on this audio drama. Would you describe it as an audio drama? Is that an apt way to talk about it? Do you know, I, I, I wasn't sure what I should call it. And I was searching for a really good expression. And I think you've just created it. So yes, I think I think it's an audio okay. drama. <laughs> an audio drama. Well, I have to admit that I have stolen that from a Korean language podcast that I listen to. They produce an audio drama. So it's not my own. But anyways, what is exactly Pioneers of the Continuum? So Pioneers of the Continuum is an audio drama. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, uh, an eight-part audio drama um, with eight mini episodes of kind of around 15 minutes each. And it is a story, a fictional story, about a group of historians, linguists, and scientists who managed to invent a time machine. And each one has the, um, uh, has the opportunity to go back in time to a, a place and a, a time of their choosing. And in each episode of the audio drama, one of the characters tells the story of what happened. So uh, it all kind of links together in, in, in a fun way. There's some, some kind of interlinking between the characters. And so that is Pioneers of the Continuum. Excellent. And actually, you reached out to me and asked me to voice one of the characters. So I play a historian who goes back in time to the age of the Romans. And yeah, it was an interesting experience for me because uh, I have never done any dramatic acting or anything before. But you also gathered uh, how many, like eight or nine different English podcasters? There are seven. Okay. And they're all different podcasters from the English language learning community, right? Could you tell us about some of the other people who are involved in the project as well? Sure. So I'll, I can tell you a bit about the, the, the people and I'll give you a little teaser about what their, their character does and, and what happens. Sure. So the, the first, the first episode is Luke, uh, from Luke's English podcast. And he plays a character who goes back in time with the objective of killing Adolf Hitler, but finds that things are a little bit more complicated than, than he bargained for. Then there, there's, there's you, Andrew. You, as you said, you go back in time to the, the time of the Romans and you get into a little bit of trouble. Then the third episode is Lindsay from All Ears English. And Lindsay actually, well, Lindsay's character, goes back in time to when she was, just before she was born, to try to save her father from an accident. But she also realizes that the reality that she thought was, was true is, is not quite the, the reality of the time. 
The fourth one, I believe, is uh, Tom from Thinking in English, who goes back a hundred thousand years to um, to the time of the cavemen, and he he also gets into a little bit of a surprising situation, let's say. Then number five is Anna from English Like a Native. Uh, Anna plays a um, the character of an activist who goes back in time to the um, to the time of the suffragettes, the protesters for for women's rights, and she yeah she gets into a bit of trouble as well. There seems to be a theme here. Um, and then the the sixth one is Ariel from Easy Stories in English, and Ariel's character was brought up in a religious home, and so the the character tries to go back to find Jesus and leaves more confused than, than they arrived. And there's the same character in the, in the final two episodes. And that character is played by Christian from Kangaroo English. And Christian's character, in fact, travels to the future. So he travels to the future, expecting to find a, uh, an amazing world full of, um, full of life. And he also is a little bit surprised at what he finds. So those are the, the seven characters it's been absolutely amazing to collaborate with all of these distinguished people from the world of English language podcasting, obviously, including yourself. And it's been, yeah, it's been a very fun project to, to work on. Alistair, what was like the inspiration for starting this project? Like we said, it's really ambitious. There are all these people involved and just the thought of trying to organize all of this is <laughs> a little bit daunting in my opinion, but you managed to get it all done. So like, what was the impetus for starting the project? So I, I wanted to do something a little bit different, I guess. And I, I know how important having, you know, compelling, interesting input is, or in plain English, just stuff that people want to listen to and enjoy listening to. And that can be you know, that can be conversations with um, between two people about their daily lives. It can be interesting stories about historical figures, or of course it can be, you know, a fun and interesting fictional story that people would like to listen to. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll just try and create this. And I, it, it was a collaboration between me and um, a guy called Emil, uh, who actually writes a lot of our, of our content. So I'm not gonna try and take credit for it uh, at all. <laughs> But um, the idea was to create this, you know, time traveling story, which allowed one character to narrate, um, one person to narrate one, one character in one episode. Uh, it has been, yeah, has been obviously quite a lot of, quite a lot of work trying to get everything lined up and make sure that everything sounds good and the, and the story works well. Um, but yeah, the inspiration was, firstly, I wanted to try and see if I could do it. And the, the second, I guess, the second motivation, the selfish motivation, I guess, was that it gave me an excuse to, to collaborate with people like you, people I've looked up to for a long time. So uh, it's kind of allowed us to have this kind of conversation. Yeah, it's awesome. And I know as a language learner myself, like I live in Korea and I study the Korean language and have for a long time. I personally love listening to radio dramas, audio dramas just because personally, I find audio better to learn with than video because I don't have enough time to sit down in front of the TV and watch you know, movies and dramas. I can do that a little bit and I enjoy doing that, 
but I have lots of time to put some headphones in my ears while I'm walking my dog or while I'm doing the dishes. And we really do need to get that input into our brains and through audio, I think is the best way to do it or one of the best ways to do it. And so I'm excited to bring this project to all of the listeners out there and I hope they will enjoy it. And I'm sure you feel the same way. And we should tell everyone about how they can access it and how they can check pioneers of the continuum out. How can people do this? Sure. So if you open up your podcast app and you just search for pioneers, which is P-I-O-N-W-E-R-S of the continuum, C-O-N-T-I-N-U-U-M. So pioneers of the continuum and it's available for free on every single major podcast app. And there's free interactive transcripts as well, all that kind of stuff. So 100% free, available wherever you get your podcasts. And maybe we can also put a link in the, um, in the show description as well. Yeah, we should definitely do that just so that people can find it easily. So guys, just click the link in the description. That's probably the easiest way to find it. And Alistair, I can't remember the plan. Is it going to be released all at once or is it like one episode per week kind of thing? What's the release schedule like? So on May the 23rd, we are going to release the first three so that's um, that's Luke's one, that's your one, and that's um, that's Lindsay's one. And then thereafter, every week, there will be one new episode for five weeks. All right, amazing. So everyone, please check out both of these resources that we talked about. English Learning for Curious Minds and Pioneers of the Continuum. And Alistair, I have to say a big thanks for involving me in this project and also for coming onto QLips to talk with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, well, firstly, for having me on. And secondly, for doing such an amazing job of, um, of playing Bobby the historian. You did a, a wonderful job. And I'm sure that all Culips listeners will be eager to hear you playing the part of a historian. He goes back to ancient Rome and gets in a bit of trouble. Yeah. So listeners, you're going to have to check it out and let me know how I did. And yeah, if you like this kind of audio drama content, then let me know and let Alistair know. And who knows, maybe we can make more of it as well into the future. But for now, Alistair, I think we'll wrap things up here. So thank you so much again. And we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Amazing. Thanks so much, Andrew. Wasn't that great? I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Remember, if you want to learn more about Alistair's podcast, English Learning for Curious Minds, or Pioneers of the Continuum, be sure to check out the description for this episode for the links. So thanks so much for tuning in to this bonus episode of the QLips English Podcast. Keep up the great work on your English studies this week, and stay tuned for a brand new QLips episode coming very soon. Until next time, take care, and bye-bye!